to Bruce and Broadway. Ha 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 ha! Excellent. Absolutely. Let's take a little, a, a little sip. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. You have a problem. Well, this was here before we started today. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing great. Where are at? Where are at? Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, hold on. One, two. You're okay. Okay, great. We're doing great. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Friend. And everybody's like, did I somehow? <laughs> I'm trying to get y'all prepared for the new Animal Crossing update, okay? <laughs> somebody somebody posted a thing today and it was like Isabel on November 4th. Not much has happened. I found a sock in my laundry last night that I've been looking for forever. November 5th. <laughs> Oh, God. My iron uh, has I'm, roaches. I have to clean it. I've been cleaning it every day because I need these roaches to go away. That's what me and Karina are doing uh, within, like, the next week, week and a half. So we can, uh, you know, go into it uh, full full force. Yeah. Because y- now, y'all thought I wasn't going to relate Animal Crossing to spooky season? Because, Mama, the only thing, the only thing about that update that matters in my life... It's Katrina the cat is coming back. Absolutely. Absolutely. She's my favorite. Hands down. I, I think my favorite is uh, Pave, the peacock who comes around in during Carnival. <gasps> Dance for Pave. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. But it's think- Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> He's so much fun. He's wild. Uh, they all are. But They're Gracie animals. the giraffe is not coming back. So rot in hell, you uh, busted skank. Um, <laughs> she never liked my outfits. And I looked good, okay? Gracie the giraffe is why I have body dysmorphia. <laughs> anyway, welcome we to Booze and Broadway. <laughs> what we won't do is this. I understand. Uh, welcome to Booze and Broadway. Um, we're going to get drunk. We're going to talk about Animal Crossing for a legit... Oh! Okay. It's only been two and a half minutes. We're yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> they should expect it from our episodes at this point. Absolutely. Maybe Karina was this is, right. This is y'all's fault. We're gaslighting you. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, anyway... Welcome to the third installment of Spooky Season uh, in 2021, because 2020 wasn't scary enough. Um, Rip. So, (laughs) I would like to turn it over to my co-host. Please, please slate and introduce yourself in the show we're doing tonight. Uh, Hi, everyone. Uh, I am co-host number 53 uh bj here returning yet again uh you're so welcome and i'm so sorry um but uh the show we're doing today is the rocky horror picture show yes occult classic the occult Uh well i mean yeah i mean okay um yeah bj and i are now joking about forming our own podcast outside of this um let us know what you think emily uh <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> who 
was listening to this. Emily, hi Emily, how you doing? Uh, uh shout out. Hey DJ. Uh, oh my listening. gosh, DJ! I sent him a voice memo once. You did. You did send him, a, and he talks about it. I slid time. right into the DMs. Please <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, anyway. Anywho, Rocky Horror. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get things wrong yeah. because we are going to get drunk. Sure. Um, and you know what? We try our best, and that's all we can do. Yeah, I only have a 30-minute break. And everybody's like, this is the best you can do? <laughs> okay. I have mental illness, okay? Um, well. No, no, it's there. <laughs> no, 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 let him have this. So, <laughs> the, the Rocky Horror show is a musical. This is a musical. Now, y'all know we're going to fucking talk about the movie, so don't worry about it. Okay, so... It is a... I look awful. Is a... It's a podcast. I know, but I can see myself. Oh, my God. Um, I told somebody the other day I looked like a before and after picture without the after. <laughs> and I think that is one of my favorite ways I've ever described myself. Uh, for anyone listening, just I want you to know that I do, in fact, hate it here. Um, <laughs> Y'all, we're debating on posting this unedited. <laughs> Robin just cuts it off. Right. Um, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, it is now, there is some language in this show that is not kosher to today's day and age correct um it's and i we all realize that and okay 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 so it is a parody tribute to like science fiction fiction and horror like bad horror movies um which i love it was uh the the original West End production happened in 1973. It didn't get to Broadway until, well, 75. That's only two years later, but still. Yeah. Um, but it was super, super popular. It ran for 2,960 performances. Oh my goodness. That is crazy. Um, but, Especially considering everything that happens when the, you see the show live. Like, that's a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's only gotten worse as people go and see it. Because this show is, like, the audience is its own character. Yeah. Like, legit. It's crazy. Um, now, the show came to... Yes. Oh, man, it's insane. I saw it at the Roxy. And really, they, I mean, they did a great job. It was really good. Um, but that's the only place I've ever seen it live. I've seen it um, here in Orlando, I think, twice. Okay. I, I used to do it at Universal Live. Which I would love to see. Um, and I honestly think, BJ, I think the first time I ever watched it, it was because we watched it at the Manor when we lived together. Yeah, yeah, I, I fully uh, made you watch it, because you were like, I don't think I'm gonna like it. And I was like, well, that's not the point of theater, so... Um, That's true. So I made you watch it. Sometimes theater's bad. I was right. Uh, I didn't like it. I was like, okay, well. 
But, now but Susan Sarandon was in it. She was indeed. So was Tim Curry. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, now, it ran in Los Angeles uh, for nine months. And when it went to Broadway to the Belasco Theater, it only had three previews and 45 showings. And then it closed. But it had a Tony nom for Best Lights. Best Lighting. Go off, Mama. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, of course, this whole musical evolved into what I associate it with more, and what I think everybody associates it with more, is the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is the movie version of this musical, uh, with Tim Curry and uh, Richard O'Brien, who wrote the music and lyrics and book, and is riffraff. Like, this is his baby. Um... And it also was, like, one of the few shows... <clears throat> it's one of the few shows that for the 70s, it was talking about, like, gender fluidity and, like, sexual exploita- uh, exploitation. And, um, like, just, like, fuck who you want to. Ooh, that's rampant in the musical. Like, that. that's, <laughs> that's a vibe throughout... Oh, yes. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's very much like, and it's a rock musical. Like, yeah. which, it's crazy. It's crazy good. Um, it is wild, though. It is wild. And like, this this show has happened everywhere. There is not a place this show has not happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know um, there are a lot of theater houses that don't do this show because of how damaging it is. Um Via audio, audience participation, but um, well, and then there are some theaters who do like you. You have to like not submit to a search, but like you get patted down before you go in. Uh-huh. I mean, Don't act crazy, and we'll get to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. Isn't that wild? What a concept! I want to do Rocky Horror one day. <gasps> okay, so we're going to talk about it. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. So, we're going to talk about some casts. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> the, we're going to talk about the film first. Right. So, the film for Frankenfurter, Tim Curry, Tim Curry, Tim Curry. Yes. He did that everywhere. He was the original London cast. He was the original Broadway cast. He was in the film. Mama. He's Frankenfurter. Okay. Janet Weiss in the movie. Susan Sarandon. Love her. Stepmom. That's what you think of? Yeah. Okay. Um, it was funny. Okay, so when we watched Stepmoms when I was little, we really liked the scene where they sang, sing Ain't No Mountain High Enough. And of course, that's the Julia Roberts scene. Right. And my my mom, my personal mother in real life, was always like, why do y'all like that scene so much? Is it because it's another, it's, it's their other mom? You want me to die, don't you? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm eight. <laughs> right, that's crazy. Actually, you're crazy, but that's, that's crazy. Um, Barry Bostwick is Brad Majors. Richard O'Brien plays Riff Raff, original London, original Broadway, and the film. In the 
television film where they redid it. It was Reef Carney, who is in Hades Town. Um, hello, hello. Um, Always Magen- What'd you say? Always Hades Town. Always. Uh, Magenta and the Usherette is played by uh, Patricia Quinn. She also does the lips at the beginning of the movie. She does indeed. But the lips are voiced by Richard O'Brien. Mm-hmm. It's a whole play on what sexuality is, Mama. Uh, Nell Camber, Campbell, wow, yeah. uh, who is not the host of Catfish, and also not the woman from Scream, plays Columbia. I'm funny. Uh, (laughs) Peter Henwood plays Rocky. Nell Campbell? Yeah, the actress uh, the actress who plays Columbia is Nell Campbell. Yeah. The woman from Scream is Nev Campbell. Yeah, that's the joke. Okay, well. Okay, uh, so (laughs) (laughs) All right. Rocky Horror, the monster, is played by Peter Henwood. Uh, Eddie is played by Meatloaf, the singer, not the dish. The, the food. <laughs> it's just it's just a a meatloaf with like mutton chops. Um, <laughs> Can I tell you that I would actively watch that? Okay, wait. It's meatloaf with pork chops. <laughs> no, I want. I want an animated all food Rocky Horror Picture Show. Frankenfurter is just a hot dog. Absolutely. Yeah. Janet is like a salad. <laughs> she can't be that bland. I can't I won't allow it. Br- Brad is like a pretzel stick. <laughs> You're plotting. Riff Raff is like I don't know. Maybe a some like drink. Okay, absolutely. Magenta is like a bang energy drink. <laughs> yep. Columbia cocaine. is like cocaine. A, okay, a this is not cocaine. food anymore. This is not food anymore. <laughs> I mean, it is if it's the 70s. Um, mm-hmm. Do- okay, Dr. Everett V. Scott is Jonathan Adams, and the criminologist slash the narrator, probably my fucking role, is Charles Gray. I'm not standing. I have a line for a guard here. Um, that story will be told one day on this on this podcast. It, it will, will be screamed be one day onto this podcast. Now they did do a um, a re a, they didn't reshoot it. It was called um, Rocky Horror Picture Show here. Uh, here we go. Uh, that's that's Mamma Mia too. Here it we is, go yeah. again. Let's do like, the nope. time warp again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Where Laverne Cox played Frankenfurter. Victoria Justice was there. Ryan McCartan was there as Brad, who's JD from Heather's Everybody. Uh, Christina Millian is there. Annalie Ashford was Columbia and was amazing. Yeah, um, she was great. Annalie Ashford who? can do no wrong. Who? Annalie. You said Angley. 
we're going to get drunk and we're going to get things wrong. Um, <laughs> Angley Ashford. Angley Ashford. She's just like always at an angle. She's always she, like counted. It's always three quarters profile. You never see her directly on. Wait. Oh, see, Not I was doing tilt. like obtuse. She, she's a cute. <laughs> a cutie. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> so, um, math puns. Who thought we'd get here? Not me. Um, I just want ben, you all to know that Nathan was actively tilting the entire time he was making these puns. Yes. Adam Lambert was Eddie. Dr. Everett V. Scott was Ben Vereen post-stroke. It was amazing. <laughs> the criminologist and the narrator. <laughs> Was Tim, was was Tim Curry also post stroke? <laughs> BJ, you have to stay. Benverine post stroke. <laughs> well, I, am I wrong? No. Okay then. Oh now, can I tell you? One of my favorite. Oh no! What'd you do? Oh no! Okay, hold on. Nothing. Stop recording. No, 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 no. We're good. Keep. You talk about something. Just talk about something. How what do you feel? supposed to talk about? Bj, who would you be in the show? Oh god, we're skipping to that. Uh, we're okay, not skipping. Uh, we just talked about the cast. Oh my god. Anyway, um, who I would be in the show? Okay, so. Who I want to be and who I'd know I'd be, right? Um, who I want to be... I know who uh, you be. Uh, who I want to be... Is probably... Columbia. Okay. Um, who, I, who I know I'd be is Frankenfurter, for sure. For okay. Sure Frankenfurter. Yeah, I'd be Frankenfurter. See, I would what definitely. Do you, think? do you think it's gonna be riffraff? What? No, I thought you'd be Columbia. Yeah, I, I, I love Columbia because oh, I'm not stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, do, I love Columbia. I mean, she's a great character. Where where can you ever go wrong? Uh oh oh Nathan, who would you be in this this musical now? Here's the thing. I think I would make a pretty good riffraff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would also really like to be Frankenfurter, uh, but I don't think I'm tall enough. I think there's just height height associated with him that I will never have. Yeah, uh, I mean, but like, I mean, it's also heels, but like, I can feel that. I can feel that. Yeah, um, I'd lo- I'd love to be Riff Raff. The thing I will say, I think the you would be an excellent Riff Raff. I think the the height in Frankenfurter is part of what makes him seem otherworldly. Hmm. Um, which is we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll, we'll talk about it when we introduce Frankenfurter in the plot. Yeah. Overhead. Girl, it's wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a wild time. It is now 
obviously a cult classic where thousands of people go all... Like, it is a Halloween tradition. Like, it is like an international Halloween tradition. Mm -hmm. That is is a cult classic. It's the definition of a cult classic. It is wild that it is... Not that that it's that popular, but, like, that it has stood the test of time. Mm -hmm. Um... Well, I mean, I think that's probably, like, one of my favorite things about it, right? Is, like, this musical was made in the early 70s. So, like, that is 50 years ago now. Yeah. Um, mm. And there's still a lot of relevancy to it. Um, especially, like, uh, you know, with sexual exploration and, uh, honestly, what I think is um, just... A, a blurring of gender roles in general. I think I think that's what this musical does so well and is so interesting. Um, plus, the songs are just... They're fucking catchy, dude. Bop after bop. So catchy. The music of this show... Like, you could, you could, like, sit there and be like, what is this plot? I don't understand what's happening. But you'll leave the show literally seeing Time Warp. Literally. Which it's I cannot so wait to get to. Because I have an idea for it. Oh, no. Okay, and on that note... We're about to do the stumble through, uh, but I do need to pause for a second. Let's pause. Excellent. So we just took a whole ass break to rewatch the movie, retile my roof. Y'all, we literally just... thirty 30-minute break. Yeah, we literally just started talking about trauma. Um, <laughs> I, that's what happened. That's literally what we just talked about. Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. Who, who are we lying to? The people in Germany? Why do we have to lie to them? And we also talked about the Christmas episode that's coming. But yeah, go ahead. Yes. I, yeah, I actually, I wanted to do a Christmas season last year, but I didn't know how spooky season would go over. And it went over so well that I was like, well, also last Christmas, I was so burnt out on the show. Well, yeah, because that was our downtime. That was our downtime. Because, well, first of all, it's hard to do shows near the holidays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Arbor Day was a mess to get around. So, That's why you just um, think people who don't celebrate them anymore. Hi. Hello, I'm people. People who need people. people. No, wait. Have you seen that Beanie Feldstein does not know who Leah Michelle is? Because she has a quote. They're like, they're like... They're like, what do you think about this Leah Michelle? Like, you know, all this stuff. And she was like, I truly do not know who that woman is. It's nice to know that when she was in college, her roommates didn't make her watch Glee. Now, here's my thing. Somebody made a TikTok about this. And I was like, this is true. Because this guy was like, hey, we're making this all about, about Leah, Leah Michelle, Michelle. Who, who has come out and said, like, I don't, like, I don't care. Like, she's yeah. she's truly living her own life. Yeah. And they're like, we're taking this away from Beanie, who is the first person to do this, prof- like, not professionally, but, like, on Broadway since Barbara. Yeah. So, like, let's make this about Beanie. Y'all, let's make this about Beanie. Beanie babies. I still have them in the box. Um, anyway. So, let's take a drink. I haven't had a drink in a while. Count your blessings. Well, Juggalog, baby. Okay. Juggalog. So. It's not what I said, but yes. 
Oh, Guggalog? Guggalog, yeah. Guggalog. Like Juggalog. Namaste. Oh Namaste, yes, thank you. Okay, so if you're in a theater, good for you. I hope you didn't sneak in good for anything you. you weren't supposed to. This could be good for you, yeah, yeah. yeah. They cut that in the movie. They sure did. <laughs> Have you well, seen it? They, they, absolutely not. In what I haven't world, either. In what world would I ever watch Dear Evan Hansen? Depression the musical. Now hold on. Now hold on just one second. Hold on. I want to go see Waitress with Jennifer Nettles in it. I'll watch Waitress the, mus- the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, well the but, movie musical. I've, I, I haven't owned the Waitress movie. Right. No, I'm specifically saying that... Okay, listen... I don't subscribe to country music. I don't really care for it. And, and I'm from Tennessee. Any I think it's it? just because... No, no, hold on. Hold. Can I Can I finish? Can I say what I was going to say on my podcast? Can I do that? Can I Can I finish? It'll bring me a gift can on I... my birthday. On my birthday. Bring me a gift on my birthday. Happy birthday. Um, so, <laughs> I will punch a hole through a wall when Sugarland comes on. I... Listen. I don't do much. It's Sugarland and Carrie Underwood. I'll get behind Carrie Underwood. That that I'll give you. There must be something in the water. Oh, see, that I, played all the time at my Christian coffee shop I worked in. I, I'm I'm old Carrie Underwood. I will always be before he cheats. Carrie Underwood. Jesus take the will. Yes. yes. Oh, old Carrie Underwood. That's that's the Carrie Underwood I know and love. Yeah. Like, fresh after American Idol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the few people to ever succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faith Hill losing. What? You know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, it was... I don't know if it was the first time Carrie Underwood ever won Female Artist of the Year at the Country Music Awards. Um, at the CMAs. And, uh, Faith Hill was backstage because I think she had just performed. And they were announcing the female category. And they were like... Carrie Underwood, and there's a shot of Faith Hill right before they pan into Carrie Underwood, and she was like, "What? You can probably you could probably find it on YouTube that is tonight." Magical. I love Faith Hill; she's so problematic. Okay, oh, okay, but because there's one song in that whole movie, the whole movie, we're doing the Grinch. Actually, it's a musical, but I'm not talking about the musical. I won't do it. I will not do no, no, it. No, absolutely, not. and nor should you. But I will, Mama, we'll throw down over some Grinch. Where are you, Christmas? Faith Hill edition only. With the fur Your coat. gift last night? With the fur coat and the mountains. Um, uh, but. Rocky Horror Picture Show. You were talking about country music. Why? This, this is a whole tangent about country music. Because you said, no, I don't like you know country what? music. I don't either. See, but I I like old country music. Now, when now I wait, you, hold on. My, no, go ahead. No, you, I can't interrupt you. You I'm can so, interrupt me. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. I don't care. I don't care enough about you to lie to you. About you. <laughs> My favorite meme of all time that I laugh at every time I see it is. Male country music. All I need is my truck, my dog, a beer, and some fishing. Female country music. I killed my husband and I'd do it again. <laughs> Dixie Chicks. Earl had to die. 
Yes. The uh, OG with Jane Krakowski. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I, for country music for me, this has nothing to do with Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm so sorry for everyone listening. Um, I'm old country. That's the country, like, if it's, like, 2000 and, like, five and older is, like, my cutoff, right? Like, Uh specifically 90s country, like, Reba McIntyre, Dolly Parton, um, uh, stuff like, uh, Martina McBride, uh, Reba J. Blige the other day. When Taylor said Reba J. Blige, I like to I, I I wanted to bite my tongue. I was like, "You will not do this to Mary J. Blige. I won't allow it." Here's your and one then I chance to the song, and I was like, "No, he was right." Yes. Um, but Fancy, I Jolene, nine to five. Mama. Oh, there's like one Reba and two Dolly. Um, well, and I did that math the way I was supposed to. A success. Uh, yeah. But, uh, Rocky Horror. We should, we should. Put, yeah, we, so we're we in a theater. Let's do the stumble through, yeah. Okay, so we're in a theater, and I hope you didn't bring anything into a theater that you weren't supposed to. But we're usually in our, our room, our living room, or theater. Yeah. yeah. But not a theater. Like, a movie theater. It's usually a movie theater. Okay. And the these lips, lips, um, appear, and they start singing the double science science fiction double feature. Science fiction double feature. BJ, this is your favorite. This is your favorite song. Uh, it's it Please. is it, it is my favorite song. I I won't lie to you. Um, why it's my favorite song is because it's literally a song sung by a pair of lips on a black on like a black screen. Um, mm-hmm. it's wild, which is like the iconic, iconic like. It's the symbol of Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I just really love uh, the song because like the rest of the musical is very uh, well, barring a few songs at the end. The rest of the musical is very uh, upbeat tempo. Right? Like, it's all very, like, super high-charged rock music. But this is... Uh, it, the musical starts off with a ballad. Which I think is, like, mm-hmm. such a power move, right? Because it's like, why on God's earth would you start with a ballad? Um, to make I, people listen. To make you listen. But I love Science Fiction Double Feature. Uh, it's just it's just a good song. It's just... It's fun to listen to. Uh, it's a great it's, way to stay in shape. The amount of times I've looked off to the wall like this was the office and the camera was recording me is astounding. Um, Please. But yeah, it, it, I will say, like, uh, this is honestly, like, if ever someone's like Rocky Horror, I, don't, I immediately start seeing a science fiction double feature. Uh, which is so weird because everyone knows it's the time war, but I will sing science fiction double feature. That's just who I am. It's what I believe in. Uh, but yeah, it is my favorite song in the whole musical. Yeah. Well, it's... It's very good. Also, I am kind of surprised it's not in more people's book, more girls' books. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely, it should be. Um, hmm. But I, I like. I mean, it's a perfect. It sets you up for the whole musical. Um. But yeah. No. Yeah. I think. I think more. I think altos should definitely. 
Absolutely. This is meant for altos. Good for you, altos. You got one. You got one. You have one. Um, (laughs) So, uh, we get a little glimpse of things that might happen in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brad and Janet, androids, uh, a lot of talk about uh, outer space. Uh, you know, just just a good time to be had. Yeah, because at this point, you have to remember that space exploration has only been, like, ten years deep, maybe, right? Because this came out in the 70s, so space yeah. exploration had only just happened, like, five years ago. Yeah, we went to the moon in 1969. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's, like, in the 70s, even into the 80s, space exploration was a really big theme in a lot of uh, media that we... But, like, the song, like you said, it literally talks about all the things that could potentially be about and or influence what you're about to experience in the whole movie. Like, at one point, it even talks about, like, like, like what, Flash Gordon? Yeah. I think is one of the characters they It's one of the very like, first things that happens. Like, what a throwback. Um, but then, also, like, in the chorus, it literally tells you what you're going to experience, which is why I think it's so fun, because it's just, like, you're just like, oh, this is a cute song. I had this talking about a whole bunch of bullshit, but it's literally telling you the plot before you see the plot, before you see it. Yeah. So that's what I think is fun. Um, so after after this song, we kind of fade into a wedding um, of two people who... The, the wedding is over, and they're, they're leaving, and right before they leave, they throw the bouquet. And uh, a girl, Janet catches the bouquet and uh her her friend was the bride and this guy named brad who she's dating is there he's friends with the groom and um we get the song damn it janet i love you and he was yeah yeah the river was deep but i ran it janet Janet. and that's a whole that's all i want to do so when we talk about like audience participation in this show, I mean like the audience is its own character because not only do they sing along like they now because it is a cult classic have developed like moments where the audience kind of has their own lines if you're into like yeah if you're it's a very much if you know you know kind of thing so like the audience does not sit there and just watch this show happen they interact they legit are their own character um which i did not get a call back for oh my god oh my god uh but if you are interested you can look up uh rocky horror picture show audience participation rules oh yeah there's a whole list of things that you do as the uh, audience and this is this is a big one because every time they say Janet in this, the audience is supposed to say Janet as well, and and oh Brad when it gets to that part too. Oh Brad, oh Janet. <laughs> um. So what I did not realize in the movie is like in the background. There's some shifty shiftiness going on. Because mm-hmm. you're focused uh, on Brad and Janet, and you're not paying attention to them. Correct. But I legit had to have it pointed out, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this makes a little bit more sense." 
Do you want to talk about the shifty shiftiness? Uh, <laughs> no. I'll let you talk about the shifty shiftiness. Because okay. I didn't notice it until, like, I was, like, on my, like, third watch of the movie. Uh, so what all is happening in the background and who who the people are in the background. You yeah. Know, the first time watching it, you don't know. Right. So they're at a they're at a wedding chapel and because they're at a, like well they're at a church and because they're at a church they're near a graveyard too and as he sings this song of like how much he loves Janet and it is very up tempo very boppy uh there are some people in the background grave robbing a grave yep. they're literally digging up a body yeah and like stealing it and this is a secret tool we'll use in maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. <laughs> give or take four songs. Right, right, right. Um, so, Janet gets proposed to by Brad, and they are engaged. Right, after Can you wedding, believe? What, what a, what a thunderstealer, by the way. BJ, let's talk about this exact moment. You're getting married. Mm-hmm. Can't relate. Carry on. You get married. You're at your reception. And somebody in your wedding party proposes to their significant other. Have you ever seen Kill Bill Volume 1? Yes. You know uh, when that guy uh, calls uh, out uh, Oren Ishii's... Um, Yes, half, her heritage. Uh, her half of her heritage not being Japanese. It's like half Chinese American. Um, yeah, and then she, and she just like runs across head. the table. So yep. runs across the, yeah, that would be me if someone ever tried to propose at my wedding. Yeah, like I, I would I, just grab the nearest sharpest implement and I would actively kill you. And then yet again, I would, my wedding is now about me. <gasps> Wild. Oh, and that's the only way. Can that's you believe? And it will forever um, in history be about who? Me. me. And that's on that. Uh, and that's on being mentally unhinged. Now, becoming. Uh, I would like to echo that because Karina and I talk about this all the time. I would, no, I would never speak to you. Like, you, that moment, you would just cease to exist. It would be like Ditwater yeah. Sal from Stardust. Like, you will not see here, like, like it would, you, you would not be perceived by me in any way. Not Ditwater Sal. There would be reference. zero person. Of, you're welcome. Um, that's an excellent movie. That Honestly, I'd watch as a musical. Um... Oh, I would love Stardust music. It, Are you kidding? It would have some beautiful ass music. I just know it. Oh, and opening from over the wall. Uh. Um, the pirate would have a can can number. <gasps> yes. Y'all, anyway, y'all, uh, give anyway. me some money and so. Now, listen. I'll come up with the idea. Somebody else execute it. Because I'm yeah. lazy. Yeah, yeah. You're we're the the director is what you're calling it. Oh. Gotcha. Yes, yeah, you're the director. Someone else can write it and make the lyrics and the, you know the music in the book, but like, but but I'll direct it. I Period. have the vision. I just don't want to have to create it fully. You could right. gaze into the future. Anyway, you had a vision. Yeah. Okay, so they're they're on their way. They're in a core. Okay, 
and they get stuck in a thunderstorm. Yeah. And they get passed by very a couple of people dressed in yeah. leather on motorcycles going the opposite way. Um well they find out they have a flat tire. And why did the Brad says it's scared. scared. It was frightened. Yes. It was frightened. Whole different movie, but anyway. Um so they Brad's like, I'm gonna go back to that castle that I saw. Stay right here. And she's like, Yeah, I'm just gonna come with you. Um so they get to the castle and there's a gate that says enter at your own risk. Uh, but of course, it would not be a movie if they just turned around and went back to their car. Uh, so they go back, and there are lights on. There are, like, all the lights on. They turn the lights on slowly. Mm-hmm. You know that song, Lights, by that woman? Ellie Golding. Yep. Uh, you are, you uh, already know I know that song. Get the hell out of here. Uh, Brad and Janet are V-happy, uh, talking about, uh, Janet sings, In the velvet darkness of the blackest night, burning bright, there's a guiding star, no matter what or who you are. There's a light, you know what I'm talking about. Frankenstein Place, which, the name of the song is Over at the Frankenstein Place, that is, that first and foremost, I- anyone who knows anything about pop culture or specifically, uh, like, literature pop culture knows that the idea of Frankenstein, of reanimating dead bodies, and the first scene that we see of people stealing a body from a grave, this is, this is, this is just giant foreshadowing. Yes. Massive foreshadowing. Yes, and Riff Raff, one of the best characters, who's like um, Butler, Henchman, Igor-type character, um, he looks malnourished. Um, He says, The darkness must go on, down the river of night's dreaming. Flow, Morphia, slow. Let the sun and light come streaming into my life. Into my life. Riff Raff has some of the best lines, but also, like, vocally, Riff Raff, so hard to sing. Girl. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Um, and you won't have to. I will. Um, because I'm so, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Because I'm Columbia. I'm doing a tap number. She's wild. I was walking down the street just to have a thing. Um, so, he is the butler, he, and we meet his sister, Magenta, and they do the, uh, what is it, Ar- elbow sex, arm sex? Yeah, yeah, uh... Yeah. What is it called? Uh, but I, I know what you're talking about, where they touch hands and they touch, uh, forearms to each other. Yeah, and, and then the audience is they're... supposed to yell something. It's something sexual. Most of the, yeah. most of the audience, most... uh, <laughs> participation is, is sexual. Um... Most, uh, you'll realize if you look up the rules for Rocky Horror that, uh, a lot of... The audience is just horny for the show. Mm-hmm. They're horny so they are called. Please, <laughs> um, please. Uh, so they are all called Transylvanians, and they all sing, "The Time Warp." 
which is astounding. <laughs> Time mean, is fleeting. Fleeting. Madness takes its toll. If I could lose 80 pounds in one day, I'd look just like a riffraff. I'm not saying it's possible. Riffraff has a hump. What? And he has like half of his hair. And he looks near death. He has a sick vocal range. I will actively kick you. Okay. Um, I hate when I cut my hair like I have and it's like growing back and it's not curly yet. And it's like, you look homeless no matter what you do. Uh, relatable. Because like, everyone's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I shaved my head. I promise this hair. It's just, you can't see it. So everyone's like, oh, you're bald. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm bald once a month. When I absolutely shave my head, but the rest of it, not so much. So, he sings about how madness takes his tone, but listen closely. Not for very much longer. Uh, Riff Raff is like, I remember doing the time warp, drinking those moments when the blackness would hit me and the void would be calling. Let's do the time warp again. Now, this is where the audience is supposed to fucking stand up and do choreography that they did not know. Was If this is your first time, I would be stressed out. Stressed. Also, we didn't talk about first time uh, viewers. The virgins. Oh, they get their cherries popped. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if, if you've never seen the show live before, uh, they call it uh, a virgin. Uh, and they will actively, like, pull you up on stage. Uh, and then they will, um, the one I, the ones I've gone to, they just, like, write on your hand a big V. Or sometimes they'll write it on your face with, like, lipstick. Mm-hmm. Um, and they call it your cherry popping because it's your first time seeing it live in person. And the whole thing about Rocky Horror, and, like, this is, it's true about all art, but, like, specifically Rocky Horror, you are not the same person you were going into it. Uh, there's there's some kind of is a trauma maybe we're who's to say but um but also that it echoes what happens with jad and brainit or yeah you're not who you are going into it and that's what's important about it so the first time seeing it if you they'll ask like is there any uh virgins here tonight who've never seen this and people raise their hand and they get brought on stage and they get marked with a a, the red v yeah and they get publicly executed um yeah yeah yeah. uh squid games um, squid games. This is the last squid game. Um, I hope I lose. I love that it's called Squid Game, but if you ever ask black people, they say it's Squid Games. And I was really upset when someone pointed it out to me because I was like, oh my god, I love Squid Games. And they're like, it's Squid Game, not Squid Games. I said games. And I was like, what? And then like there was a whole thing on the internet where they're like, yeah, it's only black people who keep saying Squid Games instead of Squid Game. That can't the be show true. Is called squid. But... It literally, it was like it was this whole like Twitter thread of people being like, "I thought it was an S the whole time." I was like, "That's amazing. We love we love culture." Okay, yes, Nathan, sure, you too. No, I'm just saying. I <laughs> okay. So luckily, <laughs> the choreography is easy because it's is just it? a jump to the left. But then, and then a step, step to, to the, the right. right. You put your hands okay. on your hips. But do you bring your knees in tight? You actually do. But it is the pelvic thrust that really drives you insane. Now, here's my thing. Well, here's my idea. Again. Yeah, that's that sounds great. We can't do it again. But here's my yeah. thing. 
Here's my idea. This is how I want to direct the show. I want more than anything for... Um, I'm so sorry. I, I really need the criminologist who is who is dictating what the steps of the yeah the the time warp are is to get really upset by the end of the song and be like it's just a jump to the left it's a fucking step to the right like i think it'd be so funny i think i i think i've told like 15 people this and only like people like do the exhale nose thing and i'm like no it's actually fucking funny but that'd be hilarious i think so too thank you um it's called, um, what'd you say? I'll be your executive producer. Thank you. <laughs> um, so at the end, uh, Brad and Janet are like, it's time to G-O out the D-O. Um, and so they try to leave and they are stopped by Frankenfurter, mm-hmm. who comes down an elevator. Yes. Uh, My God. What an entrance, first of all. Hello. How do you do? And Frankenfurter comes out and sings this song, and I know it is problematic, but it is just, it's just the name of the song. Um, Sweet Transvestite. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was like, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, uh, he sings this song about how, by the light of the day, where is it? He's not much of a man by the light of the day, but by night, he's one hell of a lover. And how he has uh, made a perfect... Well, you can come see what's, like, up on the slab. Because he has made a man for himself. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. He's good for relieving my tension. Ugh. You know what I mean? Like... Um, Me neither. Um, I take Lexapro for that. Um, so, uh, well, I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll talk about the song after you die. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. So, uh, everybody, he's singing about, like, the creation that he's making, uh, which harkens back to the first scene, and we are finally putting... If one plus one is two, and two plus two is four, then what the fuck is this? Um, because we finally realize that... Frankenfurter was the one grave robbing in the very beginning. Okay. So, Frankenfurter says, So come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with Antissa. Patient. Oh, patient. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Uh, Now, here's the thing. When Glee did it, I'm so sorry that this happened. I'm so sorry to this man. Amber Riley. It was one of the... Amber Riley sang the shit out of this song, and it is still my least favorite thing she ever sang. Wow. If that makes sense. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I've ever watched an episode of Glee where I didn't enjoy Amber Riley singing. No, I'm saying she was good, but out of everything she sang, this is my least favorite thing she sang. Okay, I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. Yeah. This doesn't seem very Frankenfurter to me. If I had to rank it. She what? I would like to see Artie as Frankenfurter. I think that would have been interesting. (laughs) 
if you don't cut this out, I'll be offended. I cannot believe you just said that. Uh, carry on. Um, My wayward son. Uh, Autobots, roll out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, what were you going to say? Because I'm done talking about this song now. Okay, so Sweet Transvestment is... Uh, it's very important because what, like, like Nathan said, it's the introduction to Frankenfurter, right? Uh, but Frankenfurter walks out in a full, like, um, panty, uh, dominatrix, stalking, uh, like, teddy ensemble, right? Like, ensemble. full, sexy, uh, women's lingerie. And the whole point is that it, this is what is clearly a man, non-tucked. What is clearly a man and uh, uh, what is uh, considered uh, stereotypically women's clothing, um, it, he's singing a song about contradictions. It's a song about, uh, I might look one way, but I am another. And you, you know, maybe if you take a bite, you'll figure it out. You'll find out that this is what you like. Um, but sweet transvestite, like, right off the bat, like, we are conditioned to be like, oh my god, why would you say sweet transvestite? Um, but it is, like, it's not inherently wrong, uh, which is why I think this song gets the, the pass, right? Because uh, this transvestite is just uh, someone who dresses in the clothing of an opposite gender. Uh, and as far as we know, his Frankenfurter is not transgender, so this is just literally him. It is a, a man who identifies as a man wearing lingerie that is meant for a woman uh, in his uh, viewpoint. Uh-huh. Um, but that's that's the gag. That's the hard thing. All right, that's, like, that's the, the gag. Point. <laughs> the gag of the season is is that like he wants you to be shocked. Um, but uh, what you don't realize until much later is like that this is this is a defense mechanism, which I think is what's really cool. Mm-hmm. Is that he's like, oh look at me, I'm weird. I do this so that you aren't shocked by the fact that I am creating a man from a dead body. And that's my favorite thing about this. It's like, oh, look at me. Oh, I'm strange. I'm doing crazy things. But I also dug up a body in the earlier scene and I have created a man from it who is perfect and will actively have sex with me. And I don't want you to be weirded out by that. So I'm giving you something that I think you think will be weirder. And in 1975, it was. Boy, did he succeed. Um, now I would be like, okay, sure, you and Mark who lives next door. Like, what else is new? And you're like, I'm not um, kink-shaming you. I'm not kink-shaming you. Right, right. I'm not <laughs> going to do this. If that's what you want, that's fine. But also, I think dead bodies should consent. Um, and you're, you, exactly. You're like, I'm not, I yeah. did not, I don't want to be a part of this. I'm, I can pick you up time, that lemon loaf from Kroger. myself away from this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you, and I support you. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I, again, 1975 was much different than uh, where we are today. But also, this is arguably one of the catchier songs in the whole musical. Oh, yeah. Because... Many uh, a drag queen you, have done a number to this. Many. Because it's just... It's a, it's a good strut to it. It's just fun. And it's very empowering. Um, in the most odd way. Um, but yeah, no, I know. I, Sweet Transvestite is such a... It's a hoot and a half. Yeah. Um... But, like, literally, the whole point is he literally says, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, uh, I'm not much of a man by light of day, but at night I'm one hell of a lover. You know, say, hey, just because I look different doesn't mean that at the end of the day I can't get the job done. Which, 
hell of a groundbreaking thing to say in 1975. Now I'd be like, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> didn't doubt you. Uh, but I, I love Sweet Transvestite. I think Sweet Transvestite is a good song. You're the only one saying those things. Um, yeah, yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. Stop villainizing the song. No one said anything. <laughs> I know what you said. <laughs> um. So afterwards, he invites brad and janet to go up to his lab and see his creature obviously um so they get changed by magenta and riffraff and they are taken up to the lab where frankenfurter has changed costumes very quickly he was like they're changing i'm changing too that's fine um but that's the thing is frankenfurter didn't change costume he well he just put a lab coat on. on he put a lab coat and gloves on and i'm like what because he follows osha protocol protocol safety safety is what tantamount you have to do it safety is important especially in the lab setting please goggles you don't want to contaminate your findings you can't wear goggles it'll cover the ass shadow period okay (laughs) me and surgery please it's a beautiful day to save lives um can't relate well so they see uh that he brings Rocky to life. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, where does the Rocky, Brad, Janet, Doc? No, that, that that hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. I just answered my own question, everybody. You did. Uh, you did. <laughs> um, so, they Rocky and Frankenfurter sing "I Can Make You a Man." They're talking about fucking. In, like, the worst way, yes. They are absolutely talking about fucking. Yeah, and, like, the chorus is like, but the wrong man. <laughs> and Dr. Frankenfurter's like, uh, yeah, he'll eat nutritious, high protein. Like, we're only ever gonna know what I want him to be. Correct. That's a toxic relationship. If that's um, not a red flag, mama, I don't know what is. This red flag I printed. Like <laughs> But thank God I'm colorblind. Um so Well uh, But like no, he's like colorblind. I'm gonna do all this stuff, I'm gonna have him exercise for me, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like Okay, maybe he has dreams and hopes of his own. But that doesn't matter because I created you. Mm. Parental parental expectations. Don't have kids then. Well, Mama, yes. Okay, so... And I don't ever plan on it. mm, Right. So, Rocky is about to leave when the doors bust open and Eddie (gasps) comes out of a frozen bunker. And it turns out that this is Frankenfurter's, like, ex, kind of, um, before he started to make Rocky. And Eddie is partially the brain donor for Rocky. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Which I think was lost upon me the first time I watched this. Yeah, you don't realize it. You just think that he's just angry at Frankenfurter and that he um, is the unrequited love of uh, Columbia. Well, you know... Lots of stuff be happening. Bless my soul. I really love that rock and roll. Now, he he 
he comes out on a motorcycle and uh, he straight up rides out of a deep freezer in a motorcycle and sings the song called Hot Patootie. Bless myself. Yeah. Uh, where he 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 just like is mad about everything that's happening, but it's like boppy. Um, yeah. And he's like, I used to do all this cool stuff, and I used to date uh, this girl that right. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm having a, a small, Ooh. small attack right now. Um, but, like, Rocky's kind of chasing Eddie around, trying to get him. Like, it's a whole thing. How wrong am I right now? I'm thinking about, like, three separate things right now. Uh, I, I, you're not too far off. Um, Great, I was just thank you. something really inappropriate, and I was like, don't say that out on the recording. Um, but, uh, Hot Patootie... This is the thing that I really enjoy. Uh, so, uh, Hop Tootie, Bless My Soul, uh, is really cool. Because, like, uh, a lot of the songs in the musical are different types of rock music, which I think is a lot of fun. Uh, it's, like, different genres of rock. Uh, but Hop Tootie is very much uh, old. Uh, it feels like old 50s uh, black rock and roll. Um <gasps> Ooh. Which I think is so much fun. Like it's very much like uh like like that that swingy uh southern rock that uh, a lot of things like uh things like, like like Elvis and things like that. Like that stuff that okay. that kind of style of rock music. Can we detour real quick? You know I love to tangentialize. Yeah, well it deals with what you just said actually. Um so you were trying to name, like, specifically what kind of rock it was. And I literally uh-huh. was about to say Elvis. And then you said it was mm-hmm. Black Rock. And then I thought, well, he did steal. He did steal Black uh, rock music from Black uh, rock singers. Yes. that I mean, that's literally all I wanted to say. I was just like, oh, I almost proved your exact point you weren't even trying to make. But yeah, I'm sorry. Please go ahead. Um, but yeah, he does sing a song about uh, a, a girl he meets uh, in her pink lipstick and how she holds him and whispers in his ear. Um, but um, I don't know. Like, Hot Patootie is wild. Because uh, it's literally a song about he's like, Hot Patootie, bless my soul. I really love this rock and roll. And But all of the the verses of the song are just about this girl he met that he once loved. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's complicated because you're not sure. Like I most of us think that he's talking about Columbia, but also it feels very much like he's t- also talking about Frankenfurter and that Frankenfurter just dumped him. So it feels, it's a little convoluted. Um, but most people believe it's about Columbia because then Columbia comes in and sings, um, like halfway through it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Frankenfurter just kind of like interrupts the song and drags Eddie into the freezer and kills him. Yep. Just straight. And it's like, yeah, it. we're not, like, we're not doing this. Goodbye. It feels very much like uh, you interrupted my presentation to these two strangers, and now I will kill you. And that's literally hands down what happens. Um, And the important part is is that, uh, so Columbia just sang a song. Well, she sang a part of a song. Um, 
where she talks about Eddie and how she loves Eddie. Um, so, what's important is that when Frankenfurter kills Eddie, like, Columbia freaks the fuck out. Because she's like, holy shit, sure, you're my boss, slash family, slash love, question mark. But, like, I loved Eddie and you just killed him. Uh, so that's that. Like, it, it's important because this is the first time you start to see a fracturing of the group between Frankenfurter, Columbia, Magenta, and Riff Raff. Yes. Who are seen as like the like a power entity in this uh, mansion. Yeah. So he after he kills Eddie, Frankenfurter mm-hmm. tells Rocky, he's like, "Hey, I, I don't worry. I like you more than him. He never had any muscles, so he had to go." Um, but he does admit that he and Eddie had a strong mental relationship, which is why he wanted Eddie's brain inside of Rocky's quote unquote perfect body. Uh-huh. Um, so Brad and Janet are like, what the, f- we just want, what? We need to go to bed. Yeah. And that's the end of act one. <laughs> In- insanity. Yeah. Well, cause you, you get the, I can make you a man reprise. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. You want to go straight to act two? Let's go straight in act two. Baby, let's go straight in act two. So, the narrator uh, talks about how, like, Brad and Janet, like, aren't feeling too great or too safe. They're also sleeping in separate rooms in this big ma- in this big castle. They are engaged, but they are not married, so they cannot sleep together. That's wild, baby. Yeah, but we have modern sensibilities, so of course we think it's wild. I mean, yeah, never mind, yes. But I mean, also in the 70s, they also probably would have been like, okay, girl, what? Um, but also, yeah. me even like, I'll just sleep in my fucking car. Y'all are weird. Um, girl. So, Janet is in her room, and she feels very unsafe. But Brad comes in to reassure her in the darkness that everything's okay. And they kind of... Uh, Oh, yep. Well, so they kind of start making out. Well, then we realize the lights come on and it's Frankenfurter instead of Brad. And he says, mm-hmm. hey, he goes, hey, baby girl, where my hug at? He goes, hey, don't. Not this. <laughs> not th- oh, where's my hug at? Not this. Okay, wait. So I had a coworker at my old coffee shop. Uh where every time I walked in, I would say, hey, baby girl, where my hug at? And it was just like a weird joke. And one day I looked at her and said, hey, baby girl, where my hug at? And she goes, you didn't get it. It was supposed to ship. You need to check the tracking number. I was floored. I loved her. I loved her so much. Yikes. Um, I actively would have been like, I will Judah chop you in the throat. Um... Oh, she could have taken me easy. Easy. Hands down. Um, <laughs> Nisha was wild. So, uh, so he's like, hey, it's fine. We're fine. You're fine. I'm fine. And uh, she, he, she says, hey, just don't tell Brad. And he goes, lit. And they 
get back to it. So they uh, they uh, lights fade to black, if you will. If you know what I mean. So yeah, you know what I'm saying. So we're in Brad's room, and he's obviously just worried about uh uh Janet. Yes, Janet. Uh, Janet, yes, sorry. <laughs> and so, the e- one of the easiest names to remember in this whole show. Right, right, um, right. And he uh, gets, Janet comes to check on him, and they start kind of fucking, and then the lights come on, and it turns out that it's Frankenfurter and not Janet. So, Brad has sex with Frankenfurter anyway. As well. Honestly, I would have too. I absolutely would have. Yeah, same. Yeah. 1970s Tim Curry? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mama. So Don't judge us until you this, watch the movie, because then you'll understand. Don't judge us. How about that? End of sentence. No, I, no you can judge me. I don't care. I don't know who you are. Um, I, and even if I do know who you are, I don't I'm care. I'm going to sleep just fine. With a bad back and bad I knees. I have insomnia and I have insomnia and anxiety. I won't sleep just fine. But I also just don't care who you are. Um or your opinions of me, because I am what? A perfect being. Absolutely. Um, so Riff Raff comes in and interrupts and he's like, yeah, Hey, yeah. I know that you're busy getting busy. <laughs> Clearly. Uh Rocky has escaped. Mm. So Janet is searching around for Brad and finds Rocky. Rocky is trying to get out. Good for Rocky. Yeah, he did, he feels trapped. He doesn't like where he is. Well, so... W- Janet is trying to check the television monitors to see, like, where everybody is to see if they can escape. And Janet sees Brad in bed with Frankenfurter. And she's like, you know what? First of all... Miss, you did it first. So, like, let's pump those brakes. But she sings another very well-remembered song, Touch a Touch a Touch Me. Touch a touch a touch a touch me. I want to feel dirty. It's so good. Creature of the night. Oh, my gosh. So good. It's so good. And she's like, hey, if you want me, I am yours. Like, Mm. you don't know what more to say. You know what I mean? Uh, She literally, if you look up the lyrics, she's literally like, I was sweet baby virgin who had no idea about anything. I had only ever kissed a man before. But holy shit. Am I activated and am I on 10,000 right now? Uh, She was like, I have tasted blood and I want more. Janet is on X Games mode. Oh my God, he's on X Games mode. Like, that's literally Janet. She needs some milk. (laughs) Well, okay. So, well, also, Rocky doesn't feel too comfortable with Janet either. Like, nor should he. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know you. That's my purse. So, uh, while while looking around, it's okay. Please, Uh, while looking for Rocky, the rest of the group 
finds out that Janet has slept with Rocky. And Mm -hmm. Brad, who just had sex with Frankenfurter, gets angry and sings... Just like a fucking man. Well, once in a while... Uh, once in a while, she doesn't ca- don't call you speaking on the phone, and once in your life, she won't want to know you. It's just like this whole like "woe is me" fuck song, fuck boy fuck song. I, I hate this song because it is uh, very much a uh, mentality of, oh my god, how could she do this to me? After I just did it to her without without fully acknowledging whatsoever. That I did the exact same thing to her as well. Mm. Like, it, it's it's the, I can't believe you did this. And it's like, well, it takes two to tango. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I've never tangled a day in my life. Like, that's what this song is. And I I hate it because it's just like, God, just, just own up to it. Literally. Just be like, wow, that, that's crazy she did that. But that's also equally crazy that I did the exact same Damn, thing. Damn, that's wild. I guess we both... Oh, well, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions... My own actions. Uh, Every time I see that TikTok, I think... What? But specifically, it's the version of the girl in the parking lot trying to fight the consequences of her own actions. Have you seen it? I, like, the original I video? don't think so. Oh, my God. Okay, Nathan, it's so funny. It's this girl. She's walking, and, like, she, like, turns around. She's like... And then she's like, are you trying to... And then it's like, oh, my God. If it isn't the consequences of my own... And she's, like, trying to fight the camera... Nathan, literally, I'm like, if this isn't Nathan Brown, I don't understand who is, because... Okay. Well, yes. So, Frankenfur... Nope. Riff Raff tells Frankenfurter that there is another visitor in the counter. Castle. In the counter. (laughs) Uh, It's Dr. Scott, the... Why did I write this? The... The science tutor who is wheelchair bound, uh, mm-hmm. whom Brad and Janet were actually there to see because they were in his class at one point. Brad was in his class. Correct. Yeah, Brad was yes, in yes, his yes, class. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So Dr. Scott is in, is, comes into the lab. Uh, and that's where we get <gasps> Dr. Scott, Janet, Brad, Brad Rocky, yeah. Dr. Scott, which is one of my favorite parts of Glee was when Sue was like, this show has incredible pacing issues. Like, it was <laughs> one of my... Yes, it's so it funny. It was great. And he was like, you can't interrupt Sue. And she's like, these are my rewrites. <laughs> like, <laughs> Incidentally, my favorite part of... One of my like top three favorite parts of... Um, title of show yes party line party line yeah because that's where i in my head because i always think uh rocky janet brad and i always think party line like i want somebody to yell party line at the end of it absolutely um, also of course we have to do title of show um oh oh i'll punch someone if we don't do title of show okay well then we'll just do it and avoid that or I could punch someone and we could... That's, that is... Specifically a Nazi. Uh, anyway. Booze in Broadway is in a constant state of learning. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no! No! 
We will punch the Nazis, <laughs> though. Nazi, we will punch them. We will absolutely yeah. punch Nazis on site as it should be. Uh, Speaking anyway. of Sound of Music, uh, so. <laughs> How do you solve a problem like Maria? Did you just call me a problem? Uh, so. How do you catch a cloud of pain? And now, like, Mother Superior is like walking away from her while singing. <laughs> so, Dr. Scott comes in and he has connections with the FBI. Um, so, which is AKA the FBI, AKA the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Also known as one of the major branches of uh, secret government control. They know about aliens, they got an alien in there. Honey. Well, I mean, it's been confirmed by the government that we have me, aliens. Me knocking on a door to the FBI. What y'all got in there? Hello? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> we need to do a catalog inventory, because I don't be trusting well, Okay, me. <laughs> me and Area 51 okay. as the new if, Now, why are we sitting here acting like me and you would do inventory? Would never, but I will actively help. I will, like, did you get it? Did you get it all? Proud of you. I'll support you while you do inventory. I won't do it Mm-mm. myself. Now, if you gave me the papers with the data, I'll put it on a computer. I'll spread the sheet the shit out of that. Mama. But I'm not doing it myself. Yeah. Okay. Unless I can unless I can talk to them. <laughs> but that's not here either. Stitch. Dr. Scott assures him that he has come in search for Eddie, who is his nephew. And he sings this song called mm-hmm. To Eddie Teddy. Eddie. Nope, just Eddie. Eddie. Just Eddie. From the day he was born, he was trouble. Uh, so Eddie was a bad kid uh, who caused his mother nothing but shame. And so everybody, like, you know, uh, Columbia sings about how, like, everybody pushed him away, but I loved him, which is another hint of their, like, relationship that everybody thinks that they had because it's, I mean, obviously very clear in this song that they had a more yeah. than friendship relationship um correct and uh and she was like i would tell him like stay sane inside insanity which is wild um uh and dr scott is like yeah but he must have been drawn into something because there are all these notes that i read that made it seem like he might have been in trouble um uh yeah, and they were like, "What? What a guy!" Uh, and Doctor Doctor Scott is like sad that Eddie's gone. Well, yeah, that's his. his yeah, family. well, sometimes people don't like their family. Well, that's his family that he has an attachment to. Is what I guess I should. Say. Yes. Uh, a positive attachment to. Yes. So. Uh, Frank Furter displays Eddie's corpse to the room. And this is another audience thing where they're like, meatloaf. But this is when you're like watching the movie. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, what's happening? Uh, singing the song Eddie. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, he, get, he restrains all the visitors, Dr. Scott, Brad, and Janet, and Rocky to the floor because they're like, you know what? We're not into this anymore. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna kind of leave. Uh, and he kind of tells Janet that, like, the sex wasn't good, which is 
just uncalled for, really. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. BJ. We're talking about Planet Schmanet now. I I love Planet Schmanet because he's literally just like, I mean, you were okay. Like, what a, I, but I think this is his revenge against Shannon for sleeping with Rocky. Oh, yeah. I think that's the whole point of the song, is he's like, oh, he's like, it's one thing to sleep with me, but it's another thing to sleep with the thing that is strictly supposed to be mine. What's mine is mine, and what's uh, yours is mine. Me? Uh, but it can never be the other way around. Uh, and since Shannon violated that, I think that's the point of Planet Shmanet Janet. Is it because uh, you get uh, Damn It Janet, which is a lovely song about because uh, the whole chorus is Damn It Janet, I Love You. Planet Shmanet Janet is not, it's like the exact opposite of that. It's it's a roast of a song. Please. About a girl who is just merely adequate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's what that's the, I think it's, it's the, uh, I'd say this, it's a Gemini mentality of being like, okay, well, I liked you at first, but now I'm bored of you, and so I'm going to destroy you. Yeah. Well, not, not speaking from personal. Of experience. course not. Um, so Never. we all find out in this song that Frankenfurter, Riff Raff, and Magenta are all aliens from another planet, um, who, uh, transsexual Transylvania. Yes. Who, who's, who abandoned their original mission just to have sex with people on Earth and work on Rocky. And Magenta's like, yeah, but it's, we gotta go. Cause like, now they know. Mm-hmm. And Frankenfurter's like, no, I like it. I'm gonna put on a floor show now. Um, so we come in, Columbia, Rocky, Brad, and Janet all come in. This is the be- feather, feather boa moment. Is this Roast yes, Hit My is. World or before Roast Hit, Roast Hit My World? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Uh, were they, I mean... One of the best ballads in the whole musical. Please go ahead. Well, no, no, go ahead. You you took out the plot. I'm just saying, I, like, audi- audibly, I enjoy listening to Roast Hit My World. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It's... Um, so he's just like, hey, much like Natasha Bedingfield, he's like, release your inhibitions... Uh, and give in to your instincts. Um, so yeah. that he, like, wants to do, like, a whole, like, he wants to have an orgy. I mean, yeah. that's literally it. Don't dream it, be it. Literally. Um, and so before Frankenfurter can, like, lead them into the end of it, which is, like, the wild and untamed thing. Riff Raff and Magenta come in carrying guns. Uh, <laughs> this is this is the wildest ending to a show that I think I've ever seen. Uh, hands down, the ending of Rocky Horror Picture Show, you're just like, what the fuck? And it all happens in, like, the span of, like, 45 seconds. Well, not really, but, yeah, like... it's crazy. It's, in real life, it's, like, yeah. 20 minutes. But, you're but like, for theater, uh, you're like, what uh, is uh, happening? Um... <laughs> So they come out and they're like, yeah, we're not listening to you anymore. We are going home. And Frankenfurter's like, yeah, uh, please no. Please, like, I want to have sex. And he sings, I'm going home. Uh, mm-hmm. And so he sings a song called I'm Going Home. And uh, it's a really nice 
song. Uh, and at the end of it, he's like, you know what? We will go home. Uh, but kind of like when I'm ready to kind of thing. Yeah. Very, it's very much a like, we'll go when I say we will. And Frankenfurter's like, cool song, bang, bang. And kills Columbia, Frankenfurter, and Rocky. And he yep. tells Brad, Janet, and Dr. Scott there, he's like, leave. Get out. Goodbye. We're going home. We're, all, we're The rest of us are going home. Um, so, when they leave, they leave the castle. And Riff Raff and Magenta are like, oh my gosh, we get to go home and be with the Transylvanians again. And also do the time warp whenever we want to. Can you believe? Um... And Brad and Janet watch the castle blast off into outer space. Uh, and they're like, what? What are... Literally, well, if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, like, what happens now? Yeah. Yeah, next? and the narrator just says, and crawling on the planet's face, insects called the human race, lost in time and lost in space, and meaning. Uh, and we get a reprise of science fiction double feature. And that is the end of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So, I think one of the important themes of Rocky Horror Picture Show is Frankenstein, right? Like, obviously, like, right at the very beginning, we open up with somebody grave robbing. Uh, but what I think is so interesting about, like, Rose Tint, My World, like, Fanfare, Don't Dream It, and, like, Wild and Untamed Thing, like, the songs that Tim Curry sings about, like, uh, the whole point of Frankenstein is uh, power and the seduction of power. Uh, it is the idea that I have enough power that I can create life, which is something that is strictly left to uh, the ideal of God. God is who creates life. We, we right. don't do that. Uh, not not in the literal sense of, like, like, obviously we create life as human beings because it's how population continues. Uh, but, like, the idea of life itself comes from God. The spark of life comes from God. And the idea of Frankenstein is that, well, I'll take that spark and make it myself. I'll do it myself. Um, I'll do it myself. Uh, so, like, the I love the idea of Frankenfurter being Frankenstein because it's the idea of watching corruption happen in front of you. But not c- corruption in a standard way. It's corruption through seduction of mm-hmm. power. Uh, he slowly just becomes... Addicted to the thing that he has, which is seduction. Uh, and I think that it's just so cool to watch. It's just, If you have a good Frankenfurter, it's just so good to watch them slowly get crazier and more uh, involved with sex as the plot thickens. And then eventually in the end, you just see them go, just give up and give mm-hmm. in. They just fully give in to their desires, which is like... As a human being, you realize you cannot do that. You can't give in to your desires 100% because that's not safe. Because mm-hmm. uh, if we only listen to our id, uh, which is what controls our impulses and our desires, uh, we would be a violent, short-lived race. Um, God bless the superego. Uh, so, uh, that's, that's the thing I like. I, th- I think... Brad and Janet represent ego, and I think uh, Dr. Scott represents the super ego, and I think Frankenfurter represents the id, because it's just the 
idea of the war in contrast between uh, pleasure and uh, impulses versus things that we know we should do but we're not doing. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that's fine. But like, also, it's Frankenstein. You're creating life from nothing, which is a giant taboo. And much like Frankenstein in this, Doctor Frankenfurter, uh, also a German name, ha ha, <laughs> uh, is out here creating life from nothing, and it's and it almost immediately always rebounds on the creator, right? Because it's oh, I created life. Look at this achievement. I'm so great. You should applaud me. But then the creation that you made always, always turns to you and says, okay, but why did you right. do this? I didn't ask for this. When I prayed in the summer months, I did not ask, did not ask for created. this. I, you make it... <laughs> Please. What, I gotta put this bitch on? Power yeah. Ranger? Um, I need to watch Absolutely. that video. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, I know. I, I just love the correlation between Frankenstein and Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think that's... Because I love romantic era gothic horror literature, like Percy Shelley, um, and um, oh my god, what's her name? The woman who wrote Mary Shelley. Um, Mary Shelley, Lord Byron, like that whole. That's that's the one name I knew off the top of my head. (laughs) Right, right. You're like, oh, Mary Shelley, yeah, and I was like, I knew Shelley. That's what I had. I remembered her husband, which is bizarre, who slept with Lord Byron. I'm not here to say it's canon, but it's canon. Um, like I, I just think it's so weird. It's such a interesting themes on themes of sexuality, gender expression, but also power Boom. dynamic and what that means. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a good time. It's a great way to stay in shape. Honestly, if, even if you're an audience member, you're doing the time warp and you're staying in shape. Yeah. Look, if nothing else, you learn how to do the time warp so your theater friends will not judge you quite Period. as harshly. BJ, did you have a fun time? Mama, I had a blast. Got a blast. A, a Baja, Baja blast. blast. I'm going to Baja blast my brains out. Um, so. <laughs> for legal reasons, this is a Yes, joke. for legal reasons, this is a joke. Um, we at Booze and Broadway are in a constant state of growth. Um. I am oh in a my. constant state of growth. BJ, do you have anything? My waist is in a constant What'd you say? state of growth. My waist is in a constant right. state of uh, BJ, do you have anything to plug? Uh, would you like to plug our big uh, big thing coming up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll plug. Uh, okay, so, Nathan um, and I, uh, I uh, play D&D, pretty, well, actually, both Nathan and I play D&D very regularly. If you've ever listened to us play on this podcast, or play on this podcast, if you've ever heard us on this podcast, we will probably talk about it at some point or another. Um, but specifically next week, uh, the the week, uh, the week pre-Halloween, like the last week of October, um, yeah. Is this second, second last week? Well, is next week is the last, last week, week because next... Next, next yeah, week yeah. is last week. It yeah, ends yeah. in the 30th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, next week, the last week of October, really. Um, uh, it was the finale of Londinium on Fandom Encounters, uh, or twitch.tv backslash uh, Fandom Encounters. Uh, it is the mini campaign that I am the uh, Dungeon Master for, and Nathan is one of the players. Um, it is our big finale because this is only a mini campaign. It's only four episodes uh, so far, unless they really do something crazy, in which case I have to make it five episodes. Um, but it's the finale, and I would really love if you all tuned in. 
Uh, we don't have a date, but uh, follow uh, you all follow Nathan, uh, Nathan yeah. on Booze and Broadway, uh, and it's always posted when we play on Booze and Broadway. So keep an eye on their Instagram story. Um, but yeah, I I we post about it all the time. It's a good time. You can go on to Phantom Encounters, uh, twitch.tv backslash Phantom Encounters, uh, and you can watch the old uh, vlogs of us playing. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's so much fun. Uh, it's a magical 1920s London, uh, and Nathan plays a time wizard uh, who just recently was turned to stone. Spoiler, I it don't was know, wild. whatever. Uh, watch it and figure it out. It's a good time. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm gonna plug that and get vaccinated and please God yeah. wear a mask. Also, if we if we really really think about it, I was stoned for in game probably all of ten minutes, like a whopping. If 10 that, minutes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very well, upset. I wanted it to be forever, but they're like, oh, okay. I okay. Anyway, I'm glad you were here. <laughs> um, yeah. Next week is the end of our spooky season. Um, it'll be one last little episode before we get back to our regularly scheduled Tony-nominated shows, which, I mean, most of these have been too. But, yeah, uh, I hope you've enjoyed our second little uh, spooky cookie ookie season. Uh, and with that... Yeah. Uh, like the Look for me in Christmas. W- vote for you in Christmas? I said look for me in Oh, Christmas. gotcha. But also vote for me. I don't know what Nathan does yeah. on the podcast, but like vote literally, for me on uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, like the, I prefer the Ghost of Christmas. Program, how like absolute dare you understand? Take the one <laughs> role I absolutely would hurt someone Fine, over. I will be Ghost of Christmas past. I'll be Ghost of Christmas past. My God. Like the end of every show. And like I'm the end of every to, show. I'm and a person who's drunk too much. It's time to black out. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. It's time to black out. Black out. Goodbye. <laughs>